0: This is the MMA Takes, Podcast MMA Takes Podcast, with your host, Brian Petrie. Brian Petrie. Yeah, episode 52. <clears throat> I don't know, I have a frog in my throat. Welcome. Man, I tell you what, I'm excited to talk to you guys. Pretty uh, crazy, weird MMA weekend this weekend. We got a lot to get to. There's three events. I know there's more. I believe there was the CFFCFFFC. I know Sean Brady, uh, performed in it. The guy can't touch my boy Chris Curtis. They need to make that fight happen. That's another podcast. That's for another time. This one we're gonna cover the big ones. We're gonna cover the big dogs. Uh, two Bellators, two UFCs. No main events, if you ask me. Um, but we'll we'll jump into it. We'll we'll get we'll get into that. We got a we got a nice little show here. Let me just talk to you guys for a second. Everything's all right with me. Nice little Monday here. Had the day off. Had to go to the doctor's. I've had more doctor's appointments in the past month. Probably January, right? I got to get a physical every year for my work. Then I went to the brain doctor because I've had some brain problems. Got a good clean bill of health. So we're back to the grindstone. And then I had to go to a tummy doctor. But I am good to go. I'm ready to rock. But I, I just don't like the doctors. I hate waiting. I hate going there. I hate scheduling it. Some of these females or or, or women or men who schedule the appointments are usually not the greatest people in the world. They just aren't. Um, I just, I don't like waiting. And then, you know, Seinfeld does a bit. You're waiting in the big room and then you get put in a smaller room to wait, right? And then you you feel like you never get the proper time with your doctor but um you know what well, you know that's that's fucking life. that's what it is. I'm gonna digress. Last time I talked to you guys, you know I, I don't have a lot of people you know, I can't always bang on my wife about this when I do, right? I always just talk her ear off about the stupidest things. The reason I have a podcast and the reason you beautiful people listen, hopefully is because you like to sound of my voice No way. And you, you like to talk MMA, hopefully for an MMA you train. Now, I'm geared up right now, right? You know, clean bill of health. I'm ready to go. I'm I'm, I'm doing I'm doing the gym search. I know about most of the local gyms in the area, figuring out which is the best fit for me. I got to get in shape first, right? Got to hit the bag around, get, get my timing around. Got to get my cardio up. I mean, the cardio, you know, my time, I was hitting the bag around today and yesterday. And I tell you, my, my hands feel good. My, you know, I, I'm moving well. You obviously, you know, got to catch my breath a little bit. But my dumbass, and I think I've said this before. Excuse me for repeating myself. My dumbass, um, you know he. Uh, sorry, I got an email. I'm I'm distracted. My dumbass gives everything away when when my brain got injured. I I gave a bag, a Jayco bag, which was huge company. All the Shot Evans. I mean, Kamar Usman just was just wearing their jockstrap the other day. Their little compression shorts. Big company. They, they had the sickest gear bag. I bought it. Loved it brain popped on me or whatever the fuck happened and I give it to I give it to somebody like, you know, take all my gear. They they needed the gear. They're like, listen, I you know, I want a chain, but I don't have money for this. I was like, take it. Take the bag, take the gloves, take, take the wraps, take the shin guards, take everything. I gave them like, all the MMA gloves. I gave them all up. Because I really didn't think I was going back. Now I'm like, fuck. I shouldn't have done that because now I need to fucking buy all that shit again. So the most important thing is obviously you get gloves. And I talked about the winnings. <sighs> I'm such an asshole. Why do I? Why do? Why do I get my? I can't. I can't just get these things out of my head. They're too expensive, Brian. But wait a second. They're the best in the world, Brian. Yeah, but I know. But they're too expensive. Okay, but maybe if you if you, you saved up a little bit, you can do it. But no, I don't know if I want to do that. I got too much going on in my brain. Listen, fact is, I know myself. I'm gonna get them right. All I did Saturday night till about two in the morning was, you know, because the daily and fucking page fight was so bad. I was reading how to order them. Cause they come from, gym. they're fucking tough to get is what they are. They're tough to get. And guess what? That makes me want them more. God damn it. Imagine going to the gym. like yeah, but then again, you're the asshole, right? Cause I'm going to show up to a gym. No one's going to know who I am. Maybe a handful of them, maybe one or two guys. Cause I think the gym I am circling in and, and you go to cross over from my old gym. So maybe they'll know me a little bit, but and, and I don't know if any of them will know what they are, but they're going to be like, look at this fucking asshole. Walking in here with those fucking gloves. even I mean this guy's a nobody. Why is he give me those gloves, right? I'm training with these shitty everlasts that I got from Dicks. Give me those. I got a fight coming up. You don't, you fuck. Give me those. So you get a little bit of that, but also the, the thing about me though is I don't care. I don't give a shit. I truly don't. Like it's a thought. It is a thought. It comes in my head. I go, I'm gonna be the asshole. I'm going to be the guy that goes in there and and is going to have this fucking, these great gloves. And there's going to be a guy that doesn't, but listen, I work for a living. I make money. I make money on my bets. I'm good at that. I'm going to get what I want. And I don't give a shit what you think, but there's a small part that does, but not really. All right. So that's my little thing. So now, now I'm in the, now I'm in a place where, man, I'm just, I'm getting, uh, I'm getting fucking, um, what's call it? Fucking uh, <clears throat> emails left and right. Uh, speaking of winning, you know I I can't get any any of these Japanese guys emailing back. They're emailing me right now. Boy oh yeah, boy. Anyway, um, so yes, so I'm geared up to do it. I'm looking at you know all the uh, six years ago, ten years ago, eight years ago, I think it was when I was buying all this shit. All these websites are gone. MMA Warehouse gone. MMA Overload gone. Title Boxing still around, but I'm not a big fan of their website. Everlast stuff stinks. I mean, if you even if you pay for the high-end stuff, it stinks, right? The only reason they're getting away with it is because they're the only ones around that are doing it, right? There's a couple other companies that are good, but they're fucking pricey. If I'm gonna drop all this money on gloves, I don't know how much money I should probably drop some money on headgear. If now that I'm thinking about it, now that I'm being an asshole. Anyway, that's that's another podcast. I might do a whole breakdown of how big of an asshole I am about certain things, and and that'd be a whole other podcast. Anyway, let's get to the weekend of fights. Um, man, disappointing to say the least. Bellator Kicked it off Friday night. I was only really interested in the main event. Uh, Austin Vanderford, I was actually interested in seeing him, too. A little weird the UFC didn't sign him, right? Paige Van Zandt's husband now. At the time, he wasn't. He was you know, nicknamed Mr. Van Zandt. Seems like he rolls with that a little bit. Looked good in his fight in the house, right? In shape, dude. Good cardio. Good submissions. He won in the first round uh, in Bellator, the first fight of the uh, main card. Um, good for him, you know. I, I I really don't know why the UFC didn't sign him. Uh, that's unfortunate. I think he? I mean, I, it could be a world champion. I don't know, but I mean, he's training with that Gracie Baja team out in Portland. Great, great team right there. That's that's Ricky Simone. He's out of there. They got a great coach, Pazio and Zant. There's a lot of up and coming talent coming out of Portland right now. Um, A little weird the UFC didn't sign him. I mean, but the, I don't know. UFC didn't sign Chris Curtis either. So what the fuck do they know? Um, but he looked good. Other than that, I was looking forward to the main event. I like Matt Mitrione um i've been trying to get Matt picture on the podcast forever the guy has ghosted me he lives in indianapolis so i'm like i'll drive to you dude we'll do it in person give me fucking a half hour right uh he uh has not responded um but i i do like matt mature i think he's a good personality i think he's a funny guy quick witted guy talented dude talented heavyweight athletic as can be Really looking forward to his fight with Sergei Hirotanov, and uh, 20 seconds in, 15 seconds in, low kick, Matt, uh, Matt went up a little bit, hit Hirotanov in the cup, Hirotanov went down, the minute he went down, I'm like, he ain't getting back up, the fight's over, his nut got ruptured, his nut did something, they they reported early or later in the night that his nut was ruptured, um, excuse me, a, a testicle was ruptured, but um, however, it was not Ruptured. It was just really severely swollen. But listen, you get kicked in the dick, and your fucking balls blow up. I mean, you get to pull out of the fight. They need to rematch that. That's going to be an exciting fight. Both guys are not looking to take the fight to the ground. Both guys are heavy, heavy-handed. Matt, uh you know, Heratana just plots forward with his giant fucking head and uh, throws big, big punches. You know, not much of a kicker. And then Matt's really elusive and pretty athletic for a heavyweight, or really athletic for a heavyweight. Throws his hands at kind of weird angles, has big power. Had a, had a lot of potential. So. I went to bed disappointed Friday night. I go, man, okay, but you know what? I'm gonna sign up for the fucking zone. They're gonna charge me ten bucks, and I'm gonna see Daily Page. Right? That's what I want to see. I want to see, you know, Michael Page versus uh, Paul Daly. And then, you know, with a little cherry on top, you got Chuck Congo fought that, that that Russian guy who hasn't fought in a while on the Bellator. Eh, really, dead of a fight. Then they got Crow Cop, who's on every fucking steroid allegedly. Every fucking steroid Croatia has the offer. Uh, he's juiced. I mean, tell me he's not, I'll fucking call you a liar. Uh, allegedly, I don't want to get sued. Um, he fought Roy Nelson. <sighs> what well, this is Bellator's model, man. This is, this is Scott Coker. Let's get these guys. Let's dust them off and throw them in there. Right. Um, you know, if you can beat a state's test, it's all, I'm happy with that. You beat a state's regulated drug test, which is fucking, you know, Oh, just pee in this cup or maybe this one. I don't know. It's nothing right. If you can beat that. And then uh, you can fight. And uh, the Krokop roy fight was terrible. Krokop won. Roy O'Croix thought he won. The guy never thinks he fucking loses. I'm so sick of Roy Nelson. Just be done with him already. Then the main event. Michael Page versus Paul Daly. Very, very hyped up. I was very excited about it. Paul Daly, powerful, good striker. Michael Page, who I haven't seen a ton of, actually. I- I- I've seen the Cyborg fight, and I-, I don't think I've saw any of the other fights. I've obviously seen the highlights. I know how talented he is uh, standing up. And um and uh yeah, he is a talented town striker, comes out karate style, crazy kick, crazy everything. Paul Daly, what the fuck, dude? Paul Daly should be fired, should be fi- at least fined. Like you complain but your last fight in Bellator, you complain that John Finch was taking you down. Oh, just stand up with me. You threw a punch after Koshek after the bell because he wouldn't stand up with you, and all you do is take down Michael Page. Like I get it, it's a good strategy. And and a lot of people maybe thought he won that fight because he did get a quite a few takedowns in there. However, dude, your 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 brand, your 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 persona, the way you complain, the he's not the most easy guy to get along with. He's difficult, right? He's wants to quit Bellator every time he loses a fight. I'm done, I'm quitting. This guy wrestled me. No one wants to fight. Blah, blah, blah. And then you go and do that. Like you're done in my book, man. I have one, I have a notebook right here, right? And the only and there's a dunzo list. And guess what? Paul Daly is the fucking first name on the list. The only name. What are you doing? That kills your credibility. I don't care if you're if you want to mix it up and you want to go for takedowns. That is smart against a guy like Michael Page. That is what Douglas Lima is going to do in the next round. That's what all these guys are going to do when they fight him because that's a weakness. But you have made your living off being the you know how good of a striker you are. I'm pretty sure you called yourself the best striker in MMA. Then you go and do that with some sloppy takedowns, and then Michael Page, I think I think he lost a lot too because he did not defend those takedowns all that well and they weren't that great. He fights a guy like Des Lima, who's uh, very well rounded, or a guy like John Fitch, who's only got takedowns, you're gonna be in a load of trouble. So very, very underwhelming for Bellator. Bellator did not show off this weekend. Scott Coker's doing media rounds, he went on aerial today trying to spin this shit he said the fight was very really technical i mean that's what you do when you're a promoter um he said he doesn't want to book the rematch obviously no shit you don't want to book the rematch i know it was a f- kind of a close fight but not really paul Daly didn't do anything i don't think he threw a punch standing out. the first two rounds his back was on the cage i was falling asleep imagine falling asleep during a, a michael page and paul Daly fight that's crazy and then ufc on sunday which um besides the main event was a really 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 great card i love this card and i want to you know, there wasn't, you know, it's not, a, it's Monday. So I don't have a ton of breaking news for you. I don't have a ton to talk about. So we're going to, we're going to go through this card. First fight of the night was Alexander. Okay. Well, hang on. I usually get ahead of myself here. I'm not going to get ahead of myself. So I, I took, uh, I, I took some risk on this card, right? I, I was, I, I mentioned in the pick on podcast, I was very, um, What's the word? I was very conflicted on a lot of these fights. I think this was a really hard fight to call. A buddy of mine won a parlay. He can go fuck himself. Um, I did not win my parlay. I did not win it. Uh, I had a big bet, and I had a little bet, and then I parlayed. I won my little bet, lost my big bet, which hurt, and then lost my parlay. Um, I went 6-6 six and six on the night. So I'm 50-50. That's not bad. Um, I hit it under again. This is like the 10th card in a row. I've hit it under. I hit Francis Ngannou's under. I got him at a plus 190 early on in the week. I believe he closed a little lower than that. I believe. I don't think he hit 200. And, um, and I got Paul Felder, who closes an underdog. But at the time, I think he was the favorite when I picked him. But, again, uh, hearsay. Uh, Francis was the little bet I made, and Barao was the big bet I made. Oof. Ugh. Ouch. So the first fight of the night was Alexandria Albu versus Emily Whitmire. Emily Spitfire Whitmire. Um, I don't... I don't Love the name. I know it rhymes with your name, but I'm not crazy about it. Like you know, like if you if your name rhymes with your name, I think I kind of write you off from the get go. However, Whitmire came out, guns a blazing. tough, tough gal, um, strong for that division. And and Whitmire jumped on the neck and choked her out. Uh, really, really, really impressive with Whitmire. Good fight. Get that fight wrong. Luke Sanders versus Henan Morale second fight of the night. Boy, I can't. I can't, I, I I I liked. Brow's number right you bet the number not the fighter he had a great first round body kicks after body kicks i thought luke sanders was going to drop after some of those body kicks big punches he hit luke sanders with the right hand a big right hand i don't know if he fully dropped him but hannah brow looked really good in the first round i mean i'm talking really good oh my god this guy won't let me alone just keeps emailing me boop, 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 boop. all right um tch. Jeez, these Japanese guys, man. They, when you, when you, nothing against Japanese people, but when you email them, I mean, I know it's a different time zone, they'll take fucking all day, two days, three days, four days, whatever. They email you and you're not responding back in what, what do we, 14 minutes maybe since we've been talking and this fucking asshole keeps, uh, keeps emailing me. Anyway, I'm uh, definitely not buying from him. He can go fuck himself. And if you're listening to this, if you're a fan of mine, which I don't know if I have a lot of Japanese fans, if I'm being honest with you, go fuck yourself. Anyway. Hennemorel, um, good first round. I was very confident. I was texting a buddy of mine. I had the, I put a lot of money on and I I do not know why. I, I I'm not a big fan of Luke Sanders. I think Luke Sanders has choked before in some of the bigger fights of his. Um, leaving Couch, I believe he lost left Couch Tim Couch in Arizona. Um, if, if his name's Coach Crouch, I don't know if his name's Tim Couch. I was a quarterback for the cleveland browns he fucking stunk um coach crouch out in arizona where benson enters the lab i think he was out there i don't know if he's out there anymore he's i think he's in nashville so i didn't like that i didn't love that because the lab's one of the best camps in the world um and i, I haven't really liked his performances he just got submitted by ronnie i, I you know he, he's got a little bit of a mental thing and Henan brown former champion is is can be explosive and can put you out had a great first round and then just gets clipped with the left hand and gets put the fuck out. Henan Burrell, training training America top team. He's trying everything, right? He missed weight. He's left Brazil. He's he, I think this is his third camp now. Um, they came out and said, Oh, this is his last fight of Ben and Wade. Hopefully, this is his last fight ever. I don't want to see Henan and He's one and six in his last seven. I don't want to see this guy get hit anymore. I just, I, I don't want to see it. Like, what, what's there? To, what's there to see this guy get hit? He can't compete with guys at one thirty-five or one forty-five. We've seen him go up to forty-five. It's not great. I don't want to see him fight anymore. He's one and six UFC. At some point, you got to fucking cut the string. Hen and Brown still kind of a name. Still, people still tingle with him a little bit. I did. I fucking fell for it, just only because I don't think Luke Sanders is 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 a world beater. that one hurt that one really hurt i had the fuck i had a gift sent ready for for my buddy and everything because i thought i was gonna win i'm bragging about how much money i put down on It It was gonna be the uh ricky bobby i piss excellence i'm the greatest there is or whatever it is i was gonna send that gift i had it queued up and then he gets fucking knocked out after the after a really good first round uh the penne and jody a squibble fight got uh x'd out Penne missed weight and then hurt her ankle. And then we had Scott Holzman versus Nick Lentz. I got this fight wrong as well. Scott Holman, almost a two-to-one favorite. Nick Lentz, I tell you what, durable guy, gassed like I thought he would. Holtzman, um, let's see. I follow him on social media. I've read some interviews and, and listened to some interviews with him. He's very high on himself, which is great. I like confidence, right? Confident. You need to – I mean, you're getting in there with another fucking fighter. Like, you need to have – confidence right but his is a little I think unwarranted you know he's on a three fight win streak right this is kind of a step up in competition for him tough matchup Nick Lynch is a hard out he's got a chin good grappling he's gonna be stuck on you his strikings was impressed me he threw a right hand and then threw a right high kick that was landing it didn't have a ton of power on it but if he turned that over and got the shin behind the ear or the shin on the forehead or the shin on the equilibrium he could have put the fight out Love that combination. It was lightning fast. Nick Lentz on the feet really impressed me. But what won this fight was Nick Lentz, the grinder. He's gonna grind you out at 155. I think you need to know that. He gassed in the third round, but so, so did Holtzman. So um, yeah, I got this fight wrong. I had I had some value on, on Lentz. I thought about it on Saturday picking Lentz just because he had a nice number next to his name and he has a tough out. And I think uh I like value, but my official pick with Holtzman, he he dropped that one so. If you're keeping score, I went 0 3 on the night, so I'm really worried. And then Andrew Lee stepped up and, and looked flawless against uh, Ashley Evan Smith. Uh, Andrew Lee gone through a lot of shit with her piece of shit husband that uh, beat her, who's still on the run. I had to look that up on Fight Night. I go, Is that, have they caught this fucking guy yet? And they have not. He's still a fugitive. He's still out there being whatever. Andrew Lee, talented talent striker, um, big for the weight class, tall, long. Ashley Evan Smith, even bigger. She was long for a while, uh, in the first, or she, she was long for a while. She's really long for the weight class. And the first round was a lot of feeling out because Ashley Evans Smith was using her length really well. And then Andrew Lee, I think just so much, a, so much a better technical striker kind of took the fight over. Uh, I don't think they hit the ground once. Maybe it did. I think Ashley Evan Smith, did get a, get one takedown on Andrew Lee, but Andrew Lee is a, a force in this weight class. I really like, her. I would like to see a little bit more power, um, out of her. I like to see her committing to her shots. I know this was kind of an awkward fight because she's fighting a, um, a female that's a little bit bigger than her, which is, which is we rare in this weight class. Cause Andrea Lee is a good size for his weight class. However, um, you know, she, she kind of pointed her a little bit. I would like to see her commit a little bit on her kicks and a little more of her punches, but she looked great. Got me my first one of the night. Um, hopefully she makes a quick turnaround. I know her, her fight in December got scrapped. Hopefully she makes a quick turnaround because flyweights need a girl like her. I mean, former champion Nico Montoya would be a really, or uh, Montana Montana. I say my toy all the time. I think it's my uh, Nico Montana. That would be a good fight for her at flyweight if she's still in the UFC, if she still wants to fight, I'm not sure. There's a lot of interesting things for Angelia flyweight. I think this is uh, she's going to be in the top 10. I think give her a top 10 gal. Uh, next up was Manny Bermudez versus Benito Lopez. This is another really tough fight for me to pick. Um, Benito's a mean guy, training alpha male. I picked Bermudez. He won by a, pr- a modified guillotine. That chuck was sick. It looked like a Darce, the way the hands were positioned, but it wasn't a fully Dars. It was a modified guillotine. Unbelievable stuff. Manny Bermudez was stalking Lopez. Was not scared to get taken down. Was throwing a pretty good right hand. Got a lot of skills. He missed weight. He he owned up to it. He said, "I fucked up. I'm going to the PI next week. I'm going to get this get this sorted out." Which I liked hearing that. There's a lot of guys for him to fight in that division. I like Manny Bermudez. I like his game. He's slick. Um, a lot of guys that have really really good submissions really have terrible stand up. I think uh, I think Bermudez is a little awkward standing up, which I think it benefits him. He does have a good right hand. He has some pretty good kicks. I think his head, uh, you know, he gets. I think if you get in there with an elite guy, I think his he's he doesn't move his head enough for me. I think he could get tagged up a little bit. But his ground game, fuck me, is so so good. It really is. It's not, you know, not the most technical in the world, but he goes for it right, and he's gonna catch us like Joe Lozon, which I believe he trains with Lozon, or at least has in the past. Lozon, again, isn't like a world-class black belt. Well, he might be, right? But he's not going to be put up there with like you know the black belts like a Damian Maya. But Joe Lozon got a lot of submissions because he fucking went for it. He he didn't care. He didn't care to lose position. He didn't care anything. He had a grip, and he had a squeeze, and he fucking went for it. And I appreciate Joe Lozon immensely for that. A lot of fighters need to do that. A lot of jiu-jitsu guys kind of play it safe. I'm in my safe space. I'm position over submission. Sometimes you got to go, fuck it. I'm going to win this fight and jump on a neck, jump on an arm what have you, and brain, uh, Manny Benitez has that. I'm, I'm really high on this guy. I like him in this division. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for his future. Next fight was Jimmy Rivera versus Aljamain Sterling. Got this fight wrong. I picked Rivera. I called this fight almost exactly how it was going to happen. A little bit a little bit dry. I wouldn't say boring. I'd call it dry. I thought it was a little bit dry. But I thought it would be the other way. I thought Jimmy would be pushing the pace. I thought he was going to hit Aljo. Stuff Aljo's takedowns. Hit Aljo. Stuff Aljo's takedowns. I thought that was going to go. Well, he stuffed Aljo's takedowns, but Aljo's striking has looked pretty good. It's very awkward, right? Good kicks. A lot of kicks up the middle. A lot of kicks in the legs. A lot of kicks in the body. Wide shots. He had Jimmy kind of hurt a little bit. It was a spinning back fist that kind of hit him off balance. And then he came up and pieced him up on the cage. Nothing too overpowerful. Just kind of like a a Diaz stuff. Just really combination-y and a a lot of volume. And Rivera's in his corner. I can't get going. I'm like stuck in mud. I'm not sure what was going on with him. Just an off night for Rivera um a lot I mean he still has a lot to go but Aljo that's a big win for him that puts him right in the top five tough matchup for a lot of people it's really really hard to look good against Aljo um I know he called for Marlon Morice, which depending what happens at 135 I I guess it makes sense you know he did get knocked out by Marlon Marais in the first round so it's kind of hard to get a rematch he said it was kind of fluky caught a knee got slept first time in his career he's ever got slept so I mean He's an awkward matchup, but Marlon Rice is a killer right now. So I don't know. I think Weiss should hold out for a title shot and Aljo should maybe fight someone else. Um, I mean, uh, at 135 at the top of my head. I mean, Dominic Cruz would be a great matchup for him. Who else at one thirty five could Aljo fight? I, I need to have these queued up. I need to um, you know, see uh, see what I got here. Okay. Okay, so yeah, so Pedro Munoz, Carlo, uh, Pedro Munos and Cardi- Cody Garbrandt. The winner of that would be really interesting. He could maybe get the uh, Sun Sal fight back, but Sun Saab's just lost. John Lineker's interesting as well. I think Ray Longo has mentioned that that'd be a good fight. So there's, there's a couple fights for Aljo out there. I like the winner of Cody versus Pedro if they can do a quick turnaround. I think that'd be interesting, maybe fight in the summer. Um, if they match him up with Marlon Rice again, I wouldn't hate it, but I think Marlon, again, should probably wait for the title shot that he's earned. Uh, I would. I mean, as long as as long as long they're paying. Next up, you got Andre Philly versus Miles Jury. Got this fight wrong. What the fuck happened to Miles Jury? This dude used to be slick. He used to be long. I know him and Philly kind of got the same body type. He got jabbed and his nose was broken in the first fucking two minutes. He couldn't move his head. Slip some punches, dude. Like, what what are you doing? Like, you, you, you've, you've traveled all over the world and trained. You went to Tristar. You're at Alliance. You know, you have your home gym in Michigan. You move your head a little bit. It's not like it's not like Andre Feely's like the best boxer in that division where he's got a crazy jab. Decent little jab, long little jab. I liked it. But Miles Jury, move your fucking head, man. Uh, he didn't get uh, Dominic, who, uh, you know, a little conflict of interest. Dominic trains with him. Jeremy Stevens, all Dominic's coaches and teammates are in the corner and they're shouting, move forward, go forward. Every time he went forward, he went well. He dropped Philly with a spinning back fist. Go forward, put some pressure on Philly. Philly's not that good off his back foot. His chin is can be suspect a little bit, but what happened to Miles Jury? I egg on my face on that one. Listen, I've never—I I, I almost tweeted this out, um, but I got distracted by something, probably. Um, I've never bet it, if that's a word, bet it. I've never was, been right on Andre Philly fight. I've always bet it against him. I bet it against him with Artem Lobaw. I said Artem Lobaw is going to win he's i got a lot of guys i gotta start making a list of guys i gotta avoid betting um he was part of my parlay miles jury was he's the only one that fell through so i'm a little hot about it right i had jury i had um i had who'd i have i had lee i had jury and i felt her and i think i had one more as well no that was it i had three fight parlay i had lee i had jury and i had Felder. all one little bit of a payout there would have been nice but uh, yeah, Andre Philly was a fucking underdog too, so I missed that. I'm mad at myself for missing that, and I'm mad at myself for fucking thinking Andre or excuse me, Miles Jury was was what he used to be. I mean, the guy. Oh gosh, move forward, man. You got one of the best coaches in MMA, Eric Fierro, telling you you got to come forward to win this fight, and I believe him, and you didn't. So I'm uh, just very upset with that fight. Fight of the night next. Brian Barberino versus Vicente Luque. Brian Barberino was almost a 300 underdog. That's crazy. I tweeted out. I was like, I think he's going to catch. I almost placed a bet on this fight. I did not. Vicente Luque is so good and Brian Barberino is so tough. Brian Barberino looks exactly, I mean, to the body, to the face, everything. The guy I work with, a buddy of mine, exactly. I was like, is that fucking, what was he, he doing fighting? Almost exactly besides the Mohawk they look exactly like what a fucking fight that was God damn love that fight Barbara he's a he has a hard name to say Brian Barbarina my mom's name's Barb my name Brian so Brian Barb uh Barber, Brian Barberina is so tough he took clean shots from a guy who's got power a guy who's got crisp in the pocket boxing boom boom just left hook straight right hands and he ate them all. And he dropped Vicente Luque. And Vicente Luque was just like, fuck it. I gotta put my hands up, take these little pity pat shots at Barberina Stone, and start fucking firing off and trying to get something going. Such an entertaining fight. It was really, really interesting to see that Barberina's strategy was to kind of counter. And then he had to switch to going forward because Vicente Luque got hurt with a straight left hand early in the fight. And Vicente was wasn't coming forward as much and putting his hands up high guard. So barberini had to switch his game plan, and so did Luque on the fly. It was really interesting. That's high-level stuff right there. Both these guys are high-level. Uh, say what you will about Brian barberini he's, he's a high-level guy. He's tough on the ground. He's tough everywhere. And uh, Vincente Luque, I was screaming, rip the body, rip the body. He didn't go to the body as much as I wanted. But that up, that up, six seconds left to go in the fight where the judges had him losing through a knee, boom, right on the chin, drops him. Finished. Had everything, anything he had left. He finished. Mouthpiece goes flying. Great stoppage. Brian Barberi took some shots. So oh, man, he is tough as they come. Uh, I'm excited to see him. Who he fights next? This is De Luque, He's not even fucking ranked. The guy doesn't even have a number next to his name. That is crazy. He has hasn't beat the the biggest names, but he's on like a four or five fight win streak. All finishes. The guy needs to have a number next to his lane. Leon Edwards versus Vicente Luque after Leon gets through Gunnier or, or whichever. That's a fight I want to see because Vicente, Vicente Luque, striking is unreal. Leon Edwards has some of the best pure boxing in uh, in MMA at 170. That's a fight I'm looking forward to see. Darren Till, throw Darren Till in there. Uh, or Jorge Masvidal. I love it all. Vicente Luque is a guy that needs to be ranked. He needs to fight a top 15, top 10 guy next because the guy's got... Some serious, serious pop in his hands. Next up, we got Alex Caceres. This is Chrome Gracie. Uh, I had Casares as an underdog. Um, just where your, where's your fine IQ at, man? I know you're with a good gym. You're with Crouch at the MMA lab. The minute Crone got his back, I said it's over, right? But let's not let's not go crazy with the Crone stuff, right? Let's not let's not crown him yet, right? This guy's a flat earther. He thinks we live on a an eye-shaped planet um, that we have a dome over us or something like that. And, um, he's kind of a weird dude, right? Not, you know, he's, you know, he smokes a lot of, smokes a lot of weed. Okay. He's got a lot of theories, talented guy on the ground, striking looked awkward, right? Um, I don't know what is with the Gracies. Why can't they get a guy that can strike? I don't, is it in their genes that they only can fucking rip arms off and rip necks off? I don't, I don't know why there, there can't be a Gracie, that can strike a little bit, right? I mean, Henzo's as can be. He's been fighting MMA for like 40 years. Um, I'm not super excited about Cronin. I'm super excited that he wants to get back in there. He's not just a one-off guy because he probably made a lot of money with his name and everything. And he's like, I want to get back in here as soon as possible. As long as he wants to fight the best in the division, it'll be interesting because he does have that one thing that separates him. He's, he's so good on the ground. Heard a lot about him before uh, he came to the UFC, how good his grappling is. Even for a little guy, he was rolling with heavyweights and tapping him. So, um, not over impressed with them. You know, a lot of people are gonna be sucking his dick. I'm not. Um, Caceres just really blew it there. Just, he knew what he didn't need any, you know, exactly what not to do. And he did it, you know, he got, he got put in that position. So, uh, that's unfortunate. Next up we have, uh, we had the ladies fight. That was a little bit of a, uh, Cynthia Cavio versus Courtney Casey. Cavio also was in my parlay. I forgot about her. Uh, kind of a lackluster fight. Both girls just, you know, um, played it safe, played a technical, um, after, you know, after the crone win and after the fight of the night, it's kind of hard to get juiced up for this one. Um, so yeah, it wasn't, wasn't my cup of tea, unfortunately, but Cavia won and I got the fight, right? Next up, Paul Veldt versus Stan Fit. Great fight. Uh, Paul Felder had a collapsed lung, by the way. I just read that before he went to the hospital. I collapsed lung. Last minute kick really, really fucked him up in that cla- uh, collapse song. I love Paul Felder. I do not know why he's not ranked. He went up to 70 and lost to Mike Perry, but before that, he fucking stopped Charles Overa, who's like a top five guy at lightweight right now, right? It could be the inactivity because he, you know, he breaks his fucking arm every time he fights, but big win over James Vick. I like this fight. Um, he closed in the underdog, so I got a little bit of underdog money, but it didn't matter because Miles Jury fucked me. Um, but Paul Felder looked great. I, I got to spend a little bit of time here on the main event a lot of people i mean when dave portnoy l prez for barstool sports tweets out about a fight um y- you know it you know it was was buzzing a little bit um i'm a kane guy i like kane i picked against kane i won a little bit of money on francis i thought francis was going to do exactly what he did um it, it, so the debate ongoing was was it the punch or was it the knee i think it was both right So I think the punch obviously affected Kane. You can see in his face that little short uppercut. He was like, whoa. He kind of came in awkward to begin with. I'm not really sure what that was. And then his knee just gave out. Um, I think regardless of what happened, I think it would have ended the same. I think a right hand would have put Kane out. I don't think he's the same fighter anymore. I think when you have that many injuries and you've been in some pretty pretty brutal wars, I think it takes a toll on you. Um, I feel really bad for Kane, though um took two almost 3 years off came back in his hometown in front of his fans he was very vocal this week he was very you know got gave a speech after the fight he just seems like a little bit more of a different guy really into it um but Agany is just so powerful and so tough you got to be sharp against Agany like Stipe a Ganyu that fought Stipe I think it was the Agany that didn't really quite grasp the fact that you got to train everything he thought if I land a shot it's over and he landed big shots on Steve and Steve kept coming. And then that's then Agani thought, What the fuck? And then it was over. And then he had no wrestling. He obviously has leaned out and hopefully he's training with some wrestlers. I think he people say he lives in France again. Like he's at the PI a couple weeks before his fight, but he's training mostly in France. He's got a striking coach out there, which I guess is good. But I think the punch had a lot more to do with it than the knee did. I think it was a combination of both, but he definitely got clipped with a punch. And that buckled his knee a little bit. Hopefully the knee's not too shredded up. I don't want to see a rematch, but hopefully he's not too shredded up. I like to see Kane a little more active. I think the more active he is, as long as his chin's not completely gone, the more active he is, I think the better for him. Um, I know that's weird to say considering his body falls apart in training and more fights will be more training camps and so forth and so forth. But, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's how I feel about that. I, that. I think it's both. I'm kind of being a middleman right now. But I think it's a little both. So that was uh that was UFC, ESPN, and Phoenix. By the way, if you if you listen to this and you live in Phoenix or you live in Arizona, be better at being fans, right? I know it's the fucking desert. I know you're it's a million degrees. But you, the Phoenix crowd was the worst crowd I've ever heard, right? And I, that's saying something, right? Philly's coming up on March 30th. We all know Philly can be fucking brutal. We'll see what happens to Philly. I know they got Justin Gaethje, Edson Barboza, which I don't think any, anybody's going to be booing during that. However, they booed every time they start doing the wave with the fucking things during the Cavill fight. They booed at everything. They booed at Felder and Vic, which was a very, very good fight. What are you doing? They booed. The only fight they didn't boo was Vicente Luque versus uh, um, Bryan Barberina because they couldn't. But they probably booed when there wasn't like a second of them punching the faces. I know the D backs suck ass. I know the Arizona Cardinals suck. But don't be an asshole. What are you booing for? Like I don't boo at all. These people are in there. Even if it's a boring fight, I go, man, this fight. What's going on, right? But you don't boo. You don't sit there and boo at people. The Australia crowd that they did the week before is a thousand to a million times better than Phoenix. Phoenix sucks. Phoenix is like an MMA town. They're like a big wrestling. Arizona State's a good wrestling program. There's a lot of gyms in Arizona. Be better, Phoenix. Be better. That's not my call it of the week, but be better. So t- touch on a little topics here. Um, DC is, is making the rounds because he wants to get one back for Kane, right? I want to get one back for Kane. I want to fight on you. I'm not going to fight on you. I'm going to beat on you. There's quotes like that and everything like that uh, that he's coming out. Um, no. Just no. DC. Okay, listen. I, I like Stipe. I'm an Ohio guy. Stipe is an Ohio guy. A, one of the most accomplished heavyweight champions there is, hasn't got a rematch, right? DC has openly said, and I posted on my Instagram as well, where A bodied him. He openly said, I, I couldn't, I could take the only fight I could take on short notice the Madison Square Garden fight in November was Derek Lewis. Stipe offered a fight him. He said, I can't. I can't fight Stipe on short notice. His wrist was messed up. He's dealing with some injuries now. I can't. I, I got need more time for Stipe. So that's clearly a shot at Derek Lewis. And and we all saw the result of that. He knew exactly what he was doing. DC's a very, very talented and smart guy. Stipe, though, deserves a rematch. DC shouldn't be calling out and Aganyu. Stipe beating Ganyu. Ganyu lost Ganyu's only won two fights in a row. It wasn't that long ago where he had that stinger against Derrick Lewis where he lost. You know what I mean? He's beat two really top guys, one of the best heavyweights of all time, and Curtis Blades' top five heavyweight. But Stipe's in line, right? is kind of holding, holding strong, keeps calling DC out, saying, I, I want that DC fight. Dana White and Stipe are not the best of friends, I, I believe, Stipe doesn't have a ton of friends at the UFC. I know he's, you know, he ripped the belt from Dana and had his coach put it on him for him or whatever. I know there's some bad blood. I know Stipe thinks he should get promoted more and paid more, maybe talked about more. I know Dana, it rubbed him the wrong way when Dana was hyping up Aghani as much as he was. But uh, Dana did come out and say DC's already got a fight lined up. I think it's the Brock fight. DC obviously is extending his retirement for a couple of months, so he probably gets the Brock fight. But I kind of want to see. It has to go... I don't even want to see the Brock fight, right? Let, let Brock fight fucking Kane or something. I Let him rematch that fight. Let them run that back. Or have Brock fight in Ganyu. That would sell tickets. Both these fucking massive guys. I want to see DC fight Stipe. And then I want to see DC fight John Jones. And then maybe if he wants to extend it a little bit, a little bit longer, have him fight Brock and end his career on you know a huge payday. He's getting paid a ton of money anyway, but let him get that big, big money, right? The big paper. Jones was a big, the big fight. Jones is the pay per view fight right now. Stipe a big money fight. They're gonna get points in the back end. They can sell that fucking fight. A lot of people are interested in it. Um, don't even bring Aganyu in the conversation. I, the media is thrown in there. He's the hot thing right now. The, no, the guy's no, no, just no. It has to be A versus DC. It has to be. And I'm not a huge Stepe stan. I'm not going he's to... Not, he's not even one of my guys, right? He. That has to be the fight. I don't care what anybody says. It has to be the fight. DC should have to fight Stepe. But I understand his business. So if Brock comes in, I get it. But if I was Stepe I would be stubborn and shit too. I know you're going to get passed up on a lot of things. But I would not take an Aghani fight. I would maybe would take a Kane fight. Knock out Kane and be like... DC, where you at? If that's the only way D- you, you got to get DC to fight you, is you knock out one of his teammates, fuck it. Luke Rockhold, step up. I'll knock you the fuck out. So, yeah, DC needs to fight, Stipe. Rogan, uh, moving along here, Rogan said on a, on his Fight Companion podcast, haven't heard it yet, only seen clips, but he's saying that McGregor is a done deal, uh, according to him. As far as he knows, it's a done deal. Danny came out and said it's not even close to being true. Um, Dana, come on, man. We've we've heard this before. I understand you don't like releasing deals before they get done. Obviously, what's happening is, is it's it's in and in principle. They're gonna come out. McGregor's training. He's in America right now. I don't know if he's still in Florida or not, but he's he's training with different people. He's getting different looks. He's obviously getting ready for a fight. He looks in great shape. He's probably gonna fight in the summertime. He's not he's not ready for April yet. Um he's gonna fight in the summer. But um it's <clears throat> gonna be the fight. I don't know why Dana's playing court with us. He does this shit all the time. He's probably gonna make a big spectacle of it, wants to save it. I get that. But, I mean, come on, man. We all know it's going to happen. That's, that's the money fight. They're going to lead the pay-per-view. It's a great matchup for both guys. Both guys are mega stars. Obviously, no one's as big as Conor. But if there's going to be a guy that has as, 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 as big of a fan base as Conor, a close second might be Donald Cerrone. I really, I mean, people love that guy. Cowboy, you know, whoo, America, all that. He posted a picture of Donald Trump. Everyone's like, whoa, you got balls doing this, bro. You don't give a fuck. If you have Instagram... And if you haven't seen the video, type in Cholo OG gets knocked out. It's these Mexican guys fighting in a in a garage. Two guys are going at it. One guy keeps backing up, couple punches thrown, then the guy goes, Ah, fuck you, blah, blah. Then there's old Cholo. They call him Cholos. I don't I don't know if that's offensive, I'm sorry. But this OG, this bald guy wearing, I mean, you know what I mean? High white socks, shorts, long sleeve, big long sleeve baggy uh shirt underneath a fucking gray t-shirt. He starts going oh, you want to fight me, smoking a cig, takes his shirt off and goes after the guy gets slammed and gets knocked out. On Brian Callen's Instagram, he Eddie Bravo out after the fight campaign is explaining the video. And the way Eddie Bravo does it is one I've watched it 40 times a day. It's so funny his face and just how animated he is and I've seen the actual video. I've seen it before that and I've since rewatched it. So funny. So, not a not not a paid sponsor. But if you want if you're on Instagram, go ahead and check out Brian Callen's Instagram. It's it, it, a video of Eddie Bravo doing that is so fucking funny. And if you haven't seen the video, type in OG gets knocked out. I would play for you, but it's it's more of a visual thing than it is uh than it is an audio thing. So it's really, really funny. All right, call of the week. Who do you think it's gonna be? Well, obviously it's gonna be the fucking MMA media because they're fucking losers, but it's also Nick Diaz, right? So, Errol Hawani went on a show last week, or one of one of his shows. I think it was the the one with Chael, the bad guy or whatever. He white knighted for Nick Diaz. Leave Nick Diaz alone. He doesn't want to fight. Quit talking about him. Then why the fuck are you talking about him? Because he, he people are drawn to him. People want to see him fight. Anytime the Diaz brothers gets brought up, they're lightning rods. People want to see him fight. You know what you're doing. You're talking about him on your fucking ESPN Plus show. You shared that clip to Twitter. You know what you're doing. I commented on it like, oh, you're a white knighting. I'm, fuck him. That's bullshit. You can't chastise other media members because of writing about Nick Diaz. And then you go and do that shit. You know what you're doing. It's a Skip Bayless move. Oh, don't talk about this. And then that's what you post. That's the content you post. Go fuck yourself. But Nick Diaz needs a cool too. Listen, if you don't want to fight, cool. See ya. But don't get on Instagram all fucking drunk. don't, don't. Do a little soundbite to MMA fighting or MMA junkie, whichever one. And be like, it's gotta take a lot for me to fight again, bro. but yeah, what's gonna take a lot is you're gonna need money. In about two years, you're gonna run out. You're gonna be closer to 40, and then you're gonna wanna come fight, right? Um, if you don't wanna fight, don't fight, right? And if you're making money doing seminars or whatever you're doing, I mean you gotta make be mo- making money if you're you know, of all the booze you're drinking. That shit ain't free. So uh yeah, just just cool it media and cool it. Nick Diaz. I like Nick Diaz, I like the Diaz brothers. But I'm sick of them always popping up and it's the same shit. Like, I ain't gonna fight, man. I need more money. I need this. I don't know. Just shut the fuck up. And the me and Aaron get off your high horse, you fucking asshole. You know what you're doing. You know the Diaz are clicks. You'll be the first one. If Diaz decides to come back, you'll be the first one lined up to interview him, just like you were the first one to line up to do Greg Hardy after talking all that shit about him. The only thing I respect Eric did, he went to Greg Hardy and said, Hey, listen, I've been talking crazy shit about you. And what's your response? That's the only admirable thing Erdogan has done in the past year. He's completely lost it. I don't know. I this is we gotta do better as MMA community. If you're listening to this, you like MMA like me, you're passionate about MMA like me. We have to get better than Aero He's on Sports Center, he's making millions. He, we need a better representative. I mean, you look at like right, so like a lot of the Sports Center guys, you know, the, the people who are sports writers are get a lot of flack. They're not athletes they're not this they're not whatever but a lot of them are cool Stuart Scott R.I.P. was a cool guy right Scott Van Pelt is a cool guy Rich Eisen is a cool guy like you know yes they cover sports and they're not the best athletes in the world but they're cool guys Errol Hawane no matter what sport he covers is not a cool guy right and that might be endearing to some people but I think MMA is is probably the coolest sport I mean I know I'm a little biased so let's put someone cool in there. Gilbert Melendez isn't doing it for me. Chael Sonnen, his stick's getting a little old. I'm seeing him on Bellator. I'm seeing him on ESPN. I'm a little tired of it. We need, we need some new blood. We need a guy. To be, I mean, Karen Bryan's not doing it either. Megan O'Leary's great. Megan Olivi, her them adding her to the broadcast, what she's doing and, and giving little insights and stuff, like doing her little talk before they walk out or, or walking in the caves explaining what's about to happen. Those are great. I love Megan O'Leary. I like looking at her. I like listening to her talk. Those are great. So let's get to a top five. Um, obviously, no-brainer top five disappointing main events. And this and this could go. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick strictly to UFC. There's been a ton of disappointing main events across MMA. This is a tough list to do. I kind of mix it in with like fluke endings, kind of like what a lot of people think would happen on Saturday or Sunday night, excuse me, with Kane. Mixed with a lot of a lot of hype and not a lot of not a lot of fluff, but not a lot of action. It's so number five Couture versus Vitor Belfort at UFC 46. This was a fight. I mentioned it many times on the podcast. Where um the this was a rematch because Couture already beat Belfort early on in his career. Couture had the belt. Went in. They, they was exchanged. Vitor threw a right hand. The leather of his gloves sliced Couture's eyelid. Couldn't fight anymore. Vitor won the title because he threw the punch. It was a cut. Can't continue. It wasn't no contest or anything like that. Just couldn't continue. They since rematched at UFC 49 and and Couture kicked the shit out of him. Um but uh yeah, so that was very disappointing. I remember to me, it wasn't so much because obviously I ordered the pay-per-view and uh it was um BJ Penn versus Matt Hughes. BJ Penn won the welterweight title. That was a co-main event. So I was on cloud nine. So the main event could have meant nothing to me. But that's at number five. Number four is that Tito Ortiz with Ken Chimac 3. Man, their first fight had a lot of hype. UFC 40, great, great fight. Tito Ortiz just beat the shit out of Ken. Ken coming off the... WWE stint was ripped up. Still, still had a little mystique to him. A lot of people thought maybe he still got it in his tank a little bit. Tito Ortiz beat the shit out of him. He did. Uh, Shamrock did clip Tito once in that fight. Tito dropped. Uh, the second fight was kind of controversial. That was at UFC 61. Um, Tito put him against the cage and elbowed him, and Herb stopped it, And Ken said he was fine. It was. It was. I think it was an okay stoppage. So they rematched main event. Uh, I believe it was a tough finale. It was it was uh, on free TV. And Tito did the same exact thing he did in the first fight. and Or, I'm sorry, in the second fight he did in the third fight. Fucking picked double underhooked Ken, picked him up, dragged him across the cage, dumped him in his corner, and just threw elbows so he's out. Um, very disappointing because just, the, you know, you kind of want a trilogy to end a little better and not just complete domination, all three fights. A lot of heat. They're coming off the other fighter together. It's just, you know, a little disappointing uh, all the way through. I remember staying up late to watch that on Spike TV. And just going, huh? That's it. But I mean, again, they—they, they, you know—they—they they sold me. I bought into it. Number three is going to be Andrei Oloski versus Paul Butello. You're probably thinking, who? I've heard of Paul Butello before. Well, have you? So this is Paul Butello. Here we go. I want to say one thing. This is the Except best if ever. I got some fans out here. It's The best ever. You ready? <laughs> here <laughs> we go. Ever. Don't fear me. Come on, baby. (laughs) So his little catchphrase was, Don't fear me, fear the consequences. So he won a fight and he thought that the whole crowd in unison, like he was in our fucking rock concert, was going to go, Don't fear me, fear the consequences. No one said anything. They're like, Who the fuck's this guy? He also was a guy that used to puke in the cage between a fight. At least he did it once or twice. He got a title shot versus Andre Lasky Andre buzz buzzsawed him, knocked him out with one punch. He didn't even know where he's at. John McCartney didn't even see the punch. He's like, what the fuck? This guy just fell over. They thought he had like a heart attack and died. He just fell over. And I'll be like, oh, that was really fast. One punch knocked him out. It was brutal. Query went downhill from there. That's firmly at number three. Number two, Anderson Silva versus Damian Maya, UFC 112. Again, this was another BJ Penn related one. Um, BJ Penn lost to Frankie Edgar in the co-main event, a really close decision. It was a middle of the day. It was an Abu Dhabi. I was fucking devastated. Really excited to watch Anderson Silva versus Damian Maia. Clash of styles. Um, both Brazilian dudes and, uh, Damian Maia just did not engage and Anderson felt weird. It was a really, really bad main event. Really disappointing. Um, one of the few main events that of, of Anderson's that I, I didn't like. I just, I thought he was show a little too much i mean the talus latest fight wasn't great the kote fight wasn't great but he showed greatness in that fight this fight he just he just avoided all contact and i mean damian maya that's his game i get it maya is not the most exciting guy in the world but just me personally i remember looking forward to this main event a lot i thought there's a lot of questions that need to be answered and and uh we didn't get him uh number one amanda nunez versus misha tate now i know i know i know i shouldn't be bagging on the women but listen Amanda Nunez is probably the GOAT female fighter of all time, right? See, Ronda, she knocked out Cyborg, who I think is, is still probably number two, if not number one, depending on how the rematch goes. But Amanda Nunez has done a lot, and, and she's earned every fucking step of the way. The real main event at UFC 200 was Jon Jones DC. That got scrapped because of the test positive Jon Jones had fucking steroids. So they put Amisha Tate, Amanda Nunez, main event. Now, the fight itself wasn't that bad. Misha Tate got destroyed and retired. Uh, maybe she didn't retire after this, but she retired shortly after. Amanda Nunes realized, like, you know, I'm fucking the shit. Big confidence boost. I just headlined to UFC 200. Unfortunately, when people look back at UFC 200 and that fucking stacked card, the only thing they're going to remember is DC Jones not fighting. They're not going to remember much about Amanda Nunes destroying Misha Tate. Not taking anything away from Mendes' greatness, but that's just that's just the honest truth. I just I don't see that happening. All right, so we had a lot to cover. I I, I went I went a little long today. Um, another one gonna be out this week. There's UFC Prague this weekend, March second is right around the corner. God, UFC two thirty five cannot wait for that. Can't wait. So I'll have one up for Friday. I do my usual picks. I haven't even looked at the card. I know Blahovich versus Santos is the main event, which I'm really excited about. I believe John Volante's on the card. I bet Petro Jan's on the card. I really haven't looked at the card yet, I really need to fucking deep dive into that and do it. And if you like comedy and if you like, uh, you, you like uh, just me bagging on people, MMA takes right now all week. I'm doing my top five worst female co-stars in action movies. Um, right now, number five is Helen Hunt. I wrote about how um, – and it's not – it, 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 let me explain. It's not – necessarily how bad of an actress or uh acting job some of it is but also just character choices and and how bad their character was i just had fun i'm just you know taking a piss as the englishmen say so um i will talk to you gentlemen uh or ladies i'll talk to you later this week